Hi, I'm Matt. Welcome to Ink Spots, a book review podcast. Today I'm talking about an absolutely remarkable thing by Hank Green, book number one in the Carl series. This will be spoiler free until towards the end, so I'll give you a heads up before I drop any spoilers. An absolutely remarkable thing follows April May, a 20 something graphic designer who finds something extraordinary one night on her walk home from work. She stumbles upon a giant, transformer-like sculpture that doesn't obey the laws of physics. Without saying too much, this is a first contact story, as in first contact with something alien. However, it is very much a personal examination of April May and the sudden fame she acquires through her contact with the giant statue with some very 2020 relevant story beats thrown in. Before I dive into what I liked and disliked about the book, I've got a bit of a confession to make. When I first heard that Hank Green was publishing a book, I rolled my eyes a little and thought he was kind of following in his brother's footsteps a little. Hank Green's brother is John Green of Crash Course, The Fault in Our Stars, and Turtles All the Way Down fame. I will admit that I definitely prejudged Hank Green and wondered how good his book could be or how much influence his name had at the publishing house. Cynical, I know. And I was horribly wrong to judge Hank's writing ability before getting my hands on an absolutely remarkable thing because it is a fantastic book. As I said, I was being very cynical and didn't have any clue really what an absolutely remarkable thing was about when I started it. But the story picks up pace and builds in a very satisfying way from the very beginning of the book to the end. There's a fair bit of fourth wall breaking going on with April May narrating the story from the future. There's a lot of meta narration that Hank uses to build suspense. April May, the narrator in the future, basically tells the reader that April May in the past is about to mess things up, which I felt worked for me as far as building tension. I always felt drawn into the story, hungry for the next reveal. I would say that an absolutely remarkable thing is a sort of nesting doll of a story with a world-altering story that wraps over another story about fame and internet celebrity with a pearl of a personal story nestled at the very center. While this is a first contact story with worldwide implications, I would say the narrative uses it as a vehicle to tell a much more personal story about April May and her struggle with overnight fame. That is to say, the plot is about the space alien sculptures appearing on Earth and humanity dealing with knowing that they aren't alone in the universe, but the story is about fame, addiction, fear, and April May's struggle to find her path through all of her messy decisions. And I loved it. And I don't want to downplay the world building that Hank does in the book either, it's a fun and imaginative sci-fi tale, but I really connected to April May, who just leaps off the page with an incredible voice. I believe deep down to my core that all truly great stories are about the human condition, acting as a mirror that allows us to better see ourselves. And what I adored about April May was her vulnerability and her stubbornness. She is filled with fear and frustrations and contradictions, and it was beautifully woven into the fabric of the plot. There's a sort of empathetic connection with April May as you watch her making her mistakes. She's just a wonderful character to spend time with. There's another layer to the story that I really connected with. During the course of the novel, there's a group that rises called the Defenders that uses fear and trolling, for lack of a better term, to push their agenda forward. I won't go any further with specifics, but I will say that I found myself nodding along at April May's frustrations with the Defenders. I found the Defenders abhorrent and really empathized with April May's frustrations and desire to hit back. This feels like a story for our times, just incredibly relevant. 
And Hank does a great job of weaving in some nuance to the situation as well. This isn't a blind polemic about groups like the Defenders. I also want to say that I found the book full of quotable nuggets. I don't usually highlight and annotate too much when I'm reading, but the book had a ton of great lines sprinkled throughout the whole book that I just felt the need to capture. So, I've covered the elements of the book that I really enjoyed. What didn't I like? Well, there's one small, tiny thing, but it directly involves the ending. So, before I conclude, I just want to say that Hank Green completely blew me away with this book. I don't have an end-of-the-year top 10 list, but if I did, this would be at the very top. Okay, so if you don't want to hear anything about the ending, now's the time to hop off. The cliffhanger ending really got me. That's it. That's my sole dislike, that Hank Green didn't give me more. We never got that catharsis at the end of the story. Now, it's not really that big of a negative, knowing that an absolutely remarkable thing is a series, and the next book is going to pick up the thread that Hank left us. And if Hank ties this thread off in the next book, I don't think I'll mind the ending at all. I'm very much looking forward to the next book. If a story is an essay in action, what is an absolutely remarkable thing trying to say? Well, I think there's an obvious statement about celebrity and fame, particularly of the internet kind, and how corrosive it can be to relationships toward other people and to yourself. April May does a wonderful job of messing relationships up with those who love her, but she struggles with how she views herself too. She wonders how much of April May is the story that she's created and how much of April May is actually herself. Hank goes on to mention his own level of real life fame at the end of the book as well. So I certainly think there's a warning about the corrosiveness of fame, but that's not the most interesting aspect to me. Fame corrupting isn't exactly new ground, but what Hank adds to this is why an average person like April May would continue down that path. In short, because of loneliness, feelings of isolation, and a desire to be known, to be heard. And that's so beautifully human. This is the pearl that I mentioned earlier. Deep down, April May doesn't feel worthy. She doesn't feel worthy of Maya's love. She doesn't feel worthy of her friendship with Robin or Miranda or Andy. She doesn't feel like her contributions to the Dreamers are enough. She wants to be valued and accepted and heard, and that's exactly what her fame delivers to her. She has millions of people hanging on her every word, but it isn't enough. And never will be enough, because she doesn't believe that she herself is worthy. She has a constant, insatiable appetite for outside validation, because she doesn't believe herself valid. And I so empathize with that desire to be heard and the doubting of yourself. It's such a beautiful story. I have a good feeling that I'll be returning to this book in the future. Hank also has something to say about divisiveness. The Defenders are a pretty relevant example of political discourse in 2020. What I found most interesting was April May's realization that she was in some ways the other side of the coin of the Defenders. And I do want to be careful here because I found that the Defenders disgusting and the violence they perpetrated sickening and sadly all too real. What I mean is that April May found that she couldn't allow for some nuance in her own views and opinions of the Carls. She came to realize that some of the doubts and caution the Defenders preached was valid, but she refused to let herself express any nuanced opinions. She only allowed herself to express black and white when the situation was probably more of a gray. The use of the Carls and the Dreamers versus Defenders as a vehicle for discussing tolerance of opinions, the use of fear as a political tool, 
and the violence that can erupt from an all-or-nothing worldview is breathtaking. If there's anything I can draw from an absolutely remarkable thing's view of divisiveness, it's that fear of the other will tear us apart. Hank makes it clear that many of the defenders are afraid of the Carls and of the dreams. While some, like Putnam and Peter, use that fear of others to their own profit, many of the followers are simply afraid. Especially at the end, April May is driven to the abandoned warehouse by fear of what the defenders will do as much of, if not more, than anything else. It's also an unhealthy fear of the Carls that drives some of the defenders to try and kill April May. So much of the violence and death is a direct result of people who allow their fear of other to override their care for the other. It's really hard to overstate how much I love this book. I can't think of a single thing that I actively disliked about it. It was fantastic from the beginning to the end and was my favorite book that I read this year. That's all I've got for an absolutely remarkable thing. I hope you enjoyed. Mm-hmm.